0: Welcome to the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you by Ozark Institute, an initiative of OncoSpark, a technology-enabled revenue cycle management company, discussing your life as a medical coder, offering tips and advice for coding students and professionals. Join us every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to the Life as a Coder podcast. My name is Jennifer McNamara, and I am your host today. Our program is brought to you from Ozark Institute, an initiative of OncoSpark. OncoSpark is a technology-enabled revenue cycle management company. As you know, our goal is to bring you those timely industry topics in the field of health information management, as well as tips for work-life balance. For all of you first-time listeners, we thank you for joining today. And as always, we thank our longtime listeners for supporting the show. And if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Our standard disclaimer, as always, is that we do not expect our listeners to take this podcast as legal or professional advice. It's based on our 20 years of experience in the coding and billing industry. And of course, I want to share with you uh, what I've learned and why I love this industry. Now, today is a very special episode. It's episode four of season six, and we're continuing this thought of being an advocate. We talked about being a healthcare advocate Really understanding every piece of the healthcare industry and how we each play a role in that. And there's so much more that we need to know um, to be successful, um, either as a patient, as a provider, clinical staff, business staff. But today, we're going to focus on the patients. So if you're a patient, like all of us are, I'm sure you are aware of the rising cost of medical costs and medical bills you might be receiving and for those of us that work in the business of healthcare, we, of course, know what we're looking at. We've been trained. We, we know how to handle some of these issues that pop up, even in our own lives. Uh, as healthcare professionals, we know how to look at a bill and understand it. But for some of you out there that are maybe listening, maybe you have family members who you have to help with their bills, and, and they don't know um, what to look at. And maybe they don't even know ahead of time all the implications of choosing the right provider for their insurance, understanding their coverage, their policies, co-pays, deductibles, all the things that can lead up to an astronomical, horrible uh, situation when it comes to paying those medical bills that really does cripple uh, a patient. So when I was working in the healthcare industry, in the hospital specifically, we knew about this program called Charity Care. And according to the Affordable Care Act, all nonprofit hospitals have to offer some form of financial assistance uh, for patients. This is part of what they have to do to stay nonprofit. And it's an important thing that patients are aware of. And there's so many things, ways to counteract these medical bills or to get assistance. Uh, there's copay assistance, all these things that we need to understand as a patient, as healthcare uh, workers and those in the business world, we need to make sure that we are transparent and that patients know about this. Um, You will need to consult your local hospital because they do have a policy on this, most likely. If they're a nonprofit hospital, they will have that information. And then if they're not a nonprofit hospital, they will also have some kind of financial assistance, most likely for you, um, if you are there. So you will have to possibly sometimes call and ask, but for the most part, most hospitals, will potentially have something on their website um, that will lead them to that. Um, You want to make sure you have what you need. You want to make sure you have gathered all of your bills and uh, all your financial information. They're going to ask for things like your pay stubs and previous tax returns, unemployment benefits, all kinds of stuff to qualify. But even if you don't qualify, you get rejected, you can't appeal. And there are great organizations out there that are dedicated to helping patients just like you and me find the assistance that they need and in many cases, completely wiping out that debt for many patients. Um, Over the last few years, there's an organization that I have come to know called Dollar Four. They are dedicated to advocating for patients. When patients have this crippling debt, medical debt, they can't really do it on their own because they don't know about so many programs out there and they just don't really feel like they have at their disposal, the help they need. So this organization, Dollar Four, I want to introduce you today, uh, of course, to the leader of Dollar Four, Jared Walker. So in this episode, let's talk about Dollar Four and the great things that it's accomplishing in helping patients like us, like many of us out there, relieving our medical debt and really helping us focus on what's most important, our health, getting well, staying well, and having that time that we need to spend with our families and improve our quality of life. Have you heard about our Patreon account? Jump on over to www.patreon.com slash lifeasacoder and check out our membership. It's a great way to support the show and help us to keep offering great topics and episodes for coders and healthcare professionals just like you. We have three membership levels. We have our all-access VIP and, of course, our basic membership. We hope that you'll enjoy signing up for one of our memberships and support us in 2022. We have a lot of great content coming your way and we hope that you will also send us requests and your questions that we can answer right here on the show. Thank you for being a loyal subscriber and member of the Patreon squad. And we look forward to offering you a lot more content and information in 2022. We'll continue to offer all of our members CEUs For becoming a member and subscribing to our membership at Patreon. We'll also continue to do shout outs on the show for those of you who are members. We will give you, of course, exclusive blog content and other benefits as we announce them throughout the year. So jump on over to www.patreon.com slash life as a coder or visit our website www.lifeasacoder.org. Well, guys, as mentioned, I have a very special guest today. I have Jared Walker with Darla Four. Thank you so much, Jared, for joining the show today.
1: Thanks for having me. Super excited.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's such a great thing that what you're doing, and more people should really know about it and be um, informed on on these medical bills that they have. And I, as a patient, I'm sure you're a patient at times. We're all patients at one point in our life, and we get those bills, and we're like, "Oh, I don't want to pay this," or you know, yeah, we know we can, but we're like, oh, it's a bill. But then we have patients who it's just so devastating. It's the most devastating thing. You know, the average patient inpatient has a surgery. They're there maybe three days if they're inpatient. It costs thirty to $70,000, depending on what they're having done. And that will just cripple a person's budget or their, their financial uh, opportunities because they just don't have it, especially without insurance. So it's, it's a crazy thing. So tell me a little bit about the history of dollar 4 and how it came about
1: yeah um i kind of to, to your point we we really started off the idea um you know that a, a medical crisis shouldn't mean a financial crisis and that uh, is what we see a lot so i kind of watched my own family go through it uh and realized it, you know that that happens you, you know you you can lose everything if you know if you get sick and and I really wanted to help people hopefully avoid the financial burden uh that that comes with the medical crisis so I actually started out uh, in portland oregon so I grew up in in portland and I originally started dollar four um it's actually called Dollar for Portland, and we were helping people locally pay medical bills so you know people would sign up for small reoccurring monthly donations and every month we pool the money together and pay medical bills uh, uh you know for people in our community. So really started that way. And then oh you know after a couple of years of doing that, I had an attorney uh join our board and he was asking me if I'd ever heard of financial assistance, charity care, 501R, all, all these things. I was like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Uh but I, you right. know, was eager, eager to learn and and uh, but I just felt like a freaking chump because I had been paying all these medical bills for years for low-income patients that all would have been eligible for free care through uh, financial assistance programs at, at nonprofit hospitals. So um, we made the shift in like 2019 uh, as more of a patient advocate organization, and now we are enforcing hospitals' charity care uh, policies and advocating and educating patients to. Uh, to do that. So that is how it started and, and uh, the, the quick version. <laughs> so, of uh, course and uh, yeah, so now, now it's, um, it's been a wild year. Uh, we've had a lot happen, but uh, yeah, we can get into that.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think it's wonderful. And the average patient, I know they just, they, all they can think at that moment is what they're dealing with. They have this illness or this surgery and they're trying to recover or they're trying to figure out what to do about it. And the last thing on their mind at that moment is, is what they're going to, what's going to cost until that happens. And, you know, what you're doing and what these organizations, these nonprofit organizations, the the ones that are trying to help um, patients and and be their advocate um, are truly a blessing in the healthcare industry. Um, When you think back about how you got this started, what hoops did you have to jump through really to even make this happen? Like, what are some of the things you could think back that challenges you had and bringing this about
1: oh man uh i mean when i first started dollar Four, it was really like this idea of oh i'm just gonna start this this charity and you know we'll, we'll just get people to sign up for monthly donations i can you know make a website real quick and that'll be it so we um we threw this like little benefit concert uh like gosh it was forever it was like 2012 or something and and uh like people showed up, news stations were calling, like it was kind of this new, you know, new idea. And it got a little bit of, you know, buzz in, in Portland, I guess. And, and uh, we had a few hundred people show up and people started asking me like, Oh, are you a 501c3? And, and who's on your board? And like the question, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, I, I just really had no idea what I was doing. So I took a big step back uh, and kind of, you know, formed the organization got the 501c3 which was a barrier in itself like I didn't know how to fill out that paperwork and it was really expensive to get attorneys to do it like there you know lots of hoops to jump through um and I think you know I always tell people that the hardest thing is just credibility you know I feel like the first few years of starting a nonprofit, you're just trying to convince people that you're not going to run away with their money like that's really what you know what what it is and uh it it takes years for you know to build credibility and and to sh- prove impact and and all that so uh there i mean there are endless uh obstacles that happen a- along the way but uh, definitely like the just the credibility piece um was you know something that every organization has to overcome uh but if, especially nonprofits
0: <laughs> i would imagine you know yeah just making sure people know who you are what you stand for reputation is so important when you're trying to make something happen like this. Now, I know you have lots of volunteers and I've seen even on LinkedIn, people always like, how can I volunteer? How can I help? And, and it's a great thing. And what kind of response have you got, at least like, you know, in the last year or so um, for volunteers?
1: Yeah. So we, I mean, it really all kind of happened after our, our viral video. Like we, um, we didn't like dollar four was me. Like I was the only person at dollar four just a, you know, a little over a year ago. Uh, I was shouting from the rooftops, telling people trying, like, once I figured out that you could get people's medical bills waived through these programs. Um, I, it it blew my mind because it was just like, no, nobody knows about this. And I, I remember sitting in my car, getting a call. I, I had a, uh, Uh, patient that we were helping through our other other program and he still had a whole bunch of medical bills left and uh, i applied for charity care for him and and he called me one day and said dude i just got this letter and they said that my balance is zero and they you know they applied charity care and i just couldn't believe it um so after we we post our tiktok video and uh i was on the arm and a leg podcast and and a couple others like we had hundreds and hundreds of volunteers reaching out like offering to be patient advocates so it was um the the response has been great a lot of people in the medical uh field a lot of people that were like you know in hospital billing or worked for insurance companies and they kind of I don't know maybe they feel guilty (laughs) or or want to you know uh kind of go the opposite way like I have a lot of people that have said you know hey I was in a hospital billing for 10 years like how do i help people do you know do this or uh you know a lot of amazing people that are so generous with their time and um and it's been great so the response has been lovely uh our you know we would not be here without the volunteers especially after our viral videos um we were you know drowning so volunteers have helped in a tremendous way
0: that's amazing yeah and i think anyone out there listening our listeners you know, if you have this this passion, just like Jared does, and others out there that want to help people, and that's truly the, the reason. <laughs> it's not about money. It's about it's about helping people, um, so they don't they can get the help they need without feeling burdened, right? And I feel like you're right. You know, a lot of people just don't know this exists. I remember working at the the hospital I worked for for years before I became a consultant um, here locally, and we did have I knew what the charity care program was because we were told about it, and we were advised if a patient um, needed assistance to make sure they knew to call this number and things like that. So we knew about it and we would do that. We had a certain process to follow, but a lot of patients just, just don't know unless it's brought to their attention, right? They don't know to look at this stuff or, and things like that. So that's, that's one thing we come, come about. We, we look at these things. Um, But knowing that you have this option, like how has this impacted like your passion to keep it going? Like, what are, what are your, what are you thinking now? Like this works. So what is your goals for the next year?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I think that the goal is obviously to help more patients and to eliminate more medical debt. You know Uh, I think long-term is to get more involved in being in those conversations with hospitals and, and uh, you know, legislation and trying to figure out how we can advocate for better awareness around this and better accessibility. Like you said, you know, this has been around for over 10 years, like this, you know, nonprofit hospitals have to provide charity care, financial assistance uh, for people within a certain income range and millions and millions of people are declaring bankruptcy or on payment plans for bills that they don't have to pay. (laughs) Like that is insane like there's so many people that that are eligible for these programs and like you said hospitals um aren't doing a great job of telling people how to access or it's not accessible or it's hidden in their website or or whatever and um and that's the result we have you know millions of people that are paying bills or or struggling to pay bills that they actually wouldn't have to pay if they just knew about it so um I think that it is our goal is to change that is to make it accessible, um, make people aware, educate people on how they can do it themselves, but then also advocate for as many people as we possibly can in the meantime. Uh, the goal is that we don't have anyone that are you know paying medical bills or declaring bankruptcy on on bills that are eligible for charity care so uh, that is that is our our big goal
0: absolutely and One thing I like to talk about too is, you know, I'm sure you're aware of what I do. You know, I, I work on the insurance side, you know, on the, the, the billing and coding side. So I've been doing, I was, before I was a coder, I was a biller. And so I would always see the denials. I would see, you know, this bucket for the patient owes this because their insurance didn't cover this. And there was one time I remember a patient and she had a hip surgery and something happened and it wasn't covered. And it, the, the ball was dropped and um, we had to call them and let them know that they had to, there was a the hospital side, they got this bill. And so we had to explain to them, I think some people just don't know that there's the physician side of, of bills, there's anesthesia, there's the hospital side. So they get so overwhelmed and confused, all these bills. So she had to pay $80,000 to the hospital because the hospital didn't cover it for some reason. And it was just horrible, right? And so we worked really hard to, to help her with that, and that was a huge success. Just in one, that was years ago, I was able to help her figure that out, and that was it made me feel good. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, patients they have deductibles. Then sometimes they can't even help it, right? Like they have employer insurance, and they can't help. They work there, their employer feels like they got the best rate for them, but they have like this five thousand, ten thousand dollars deductible. So insurance won't even pay a dime until <laughs> they've met this. Um, maybe with physical therapy or other clinic visits, they have to pay $45 every time they come in the office for a copay. And to some patients, that's a lot. If they're low income, that $45 pays for groceries. It pays for a utility bill. And that's, that's a lot for them to, to do. And we do our best to make sure everything gets out correctly that we've done our job. Um, but it's not foolproof. It's not hundred percent success. We have these insurances that they're, they're doing everything they can, right. To not pay. <laughs> And so that's what we're stuck with here. Um, so I know we're going to be talking more about this at the upcoming Healthcare Advocate Summit uh, in September, and you're going to be there as well. Would you like to give us a little taste of what you're going to be talking about at that summit?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I first will be talking just through Charity Care, what it is, um, how to access it, and how to help patients. Uh, through that. And then I think that there's just so many, you know, people ask questions all the time about what happens if the bill's in collections, what happens, what about third-party uh, bills? You mentioned anesthesiologists, radiologists, surgeons, imaging, and all that stuff. Like what about those bills? Um, how long do you have to, you know, fill out the application? Uh, yeah, there's so many questions. And really the answer to all of them are like, it depends, unfortunately, you know, it depends on the hospital. It depends on what state you live in. Uh, so I really want to, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be talking more broadly uh, about charity care um, and 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 what it is, and then I think we're going to do a little workshop where we kind of do a deep dive into all of these little questions where there's so much nuance and there's so many um, different factors at play. But uh, it, it really, I mean, it's it is difficult by design for sure, uh, but there is. Uh, some tools and easy ways to navigate through it. So that um, is going to be one uh, thing that I talk about. And then I believe uh, I'm on a panel um, talking about how to use social media for patient advocacy as well. So really excited about that.
0: That's fabulous. Yeah. Social media is powerful. It really is. It's kind of taken the world by storm since it became a thing. And it's it's the best way to reach the most amount of people at the same time. And Everyone's on it, you know. People are watching viral videos. They're they're out there looking at, at clips just because they're bored, right? And then during the pandemic, we were like, okay, what else do I do? I can't go anywhere. I'm going to get on, on on social media and see what's going on. So a lot of them use it for sure. And I think you're right. You know, being a patient advocate and even just encouraging patients to take control of their healthcare. Um, you know, historically, our job at the office was, you know, we were supposed to know enough about their policy to explain it to them. And I feel like. People just don't, they don't have the time or they don't know how to interpret that policy. It's sometimes just hard to read, you know, it's like legal jargon and they don't know how to interpret it. So that's another thing is helping them understand their benefits, helping them understand what's covered, what's not covered before they go down that road. Are there ways to be proactive with this before you even have a service? What can you do to know ahead of time before this even happens? (laughs) So you can decide, okay, can I even afford this? What are the implications if I go with this doctor versus this doctor? education yeah. so i'm it's, just it's, excited to to even the your workshop i'm that's going to be super fun i'm, I'm really yeah. excited about that
1: yeah it'll be great and i mean you're you're right like i think that this younger generation too uses social media a lot as an education tool and um it it really is like you can gain this audience uh, around helping people that that people watch your stuff and they, like, I've I've had millions and millions of dollars in medical bills, uh, relieved through people watching one minute TikTok videos, you know, and, and telling me, Hey, I, I did this. It worked. Thanks. Like my, my bill is gone. And, um, it's, it's a, it's an incredible tool and it can be used. Uh, you know, there's a lot of negatives to social, <laughs> to social media, but um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, that there's definitely some positives with, uh, with education and, and the patient advocacy piece. So, um, excited, excited to share.
0: Well, that's so wonderful. And I know that you've helped so many people. And so our listeners out there, if you want to learn more about dollar four, Jared, let us know where can they go to find out more information where can we find you.
1: Yeah. Dollar 4org um if you want to volunteer uh you can go there if you want to uh donate obviously and then uh the biggest thing is if you need help with your medical bills uh dollar4.org slash help will take you right to our eligibility screener you can put in your household size income what hospital holds the debt it will tell you whether or not we think you're eligible for charity care um and then there's kind of two tracks from there you can have us do it all for you and we'll fill out paperwork. We'll send it into the hospital. We'll do the follow-up calls and all that. um, Or you can uh, do it yourself and we'll give you all the tips, tricks, and tools uh, and answer questions along the way.
0: That sounds great. Well, guys, um, we are going to put some more information in the show notes. We hope you all can attend live in New Orleans, uh, the Healthcare Advocate Summit on uh, September Seventh through ninth, I'll be speaking there as well on my medical billing and coding topics. Jared will be there talking about patient advocacy, charity care. We should all come together, um, whether we're a patient, a physician, a healthcare worker of any kind. We should all be there to support each other and make this event uh, the best it can be. So thank you, Jared, for joining today. And of course, thank you to our listeners for joining the Life as a Coder podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for joining the Life as a Coder podcast. Please feel free to rate or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate that effort. It helps us share the show with other healthcare professionals just like you. Join us next Wednesday for another episode. We'll catch you then.